want their fear to bow. That Jesus can change their life and you see it for them, but they won't see it yet. And I just, I feel like God wants to do something here. We are going to declare this over their lives. We're going to sing this over them. There is power in our words. Life and death are in the tongue. And we are going to declare life over them. A dear friend of mine always says, that whoever's in my boat, my family's in my boat, and they're not going to perish. And so I just want you to just think of someone who's coming to your heart, and we're just going to sing this over them together. God can do mighty things. He uses you. He wants to use you. Just, I just encourage you to be used by Him. Jesus,
And it's not just, again, giving your but what he's asking to do out there. You know, he's going to be asking about stuff. I believe that. So anyways, as we give tonight, we're so thankful for the increase that comes to our life personally. We believe what comes to the church. We, we are good stewards with it in the kingdom work. But beyond that, we're learning how to be givers in all areas of our life. Amen. So let me pray. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to give and uh, that there has been increase in our life, Lord. And we do pray for those that are struggling this time with, with, with high inflation and high gas prices and, and those that that's affected, Lord. We do pray that you show up in a faithful way to them and that, that you are, are proving yourself to be provider in those situations, that they, they, they don't let go, Lord, and they, that you bring them through, Lord. And, and, and I pray um, that as we give tonight, that you're teaching them all that you to live by faith. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, as I said, amen. amen. You can bring it down if you have something. Um, Mark, give me that box right there, if you would, please. Thank you. So uh, I just got these in, in the mail because I ordered them. Um, there's a box here. It wasn't a surprise. I was expecting it. Um, I got some new little pocket-sized invite cards to invite people to church. So that's your thing. There's like 200 of them there. Take them all. I don't care. I don't cost 30 bucks. So I'll, I'll get one. Um, but if you want to use the invite, here's what I encourage you to do. All it says on the front of your invite it has our information on that. Pray about this. Now, this, this is not sharing the gospel, by the way. This is not what friends you're sharing the gospel. This is by some of the church. That's right. Okay. Maybe share the gospel and invite some of the church. How about that? But, but pray, Lord, as I give these out, there's something about it. You know what I'm saying? And, and that the Holy Spirit would, would use your invitation, okay, to bring somebody out to church so even greater than to share the gospel with them and see their lives absolutely change. But anyway, we'll put you to the back table, so grab them later on if you want to, and use them at your discretion. Amen. All right, so we've got some Bibles. We're going to Matthew chapter 17. We're going to be talking about words tonight. Starting last week, I think we'll have a couple more weeks in it. Um, but Matthew 17. So, without, like, recapping last week, just a reminder that Luke chapter 6 out of the overflow of the what? The mouse piece. So, there's only so long you can hide the nature of your heart. Eventually it shows up. It, pro it produces fruit that people feed. You cannot hide really what's going on in here. Eventually it comes out. Um, and we said that in Proverbs 18.21, the power of the tongue, this, this flab of whatever it is, meat in your mouth, is, you know, it's very powerful. And we'll get into James uh, maybe next week or the week after. And James talks about how hard it is to control your tongue. And, and, and we've got to learn to bring our entire being under the fruit of the spirit of self-control. But beyond that, then if, if the nature of the new creation, your heart it, it comes out. So you, you, you know a person by their actions, and you know a person by the words that they say. Right? And the encouragement is this, that we are people who speak life. Life to the people around us, our children, our spouses, our co-workers, uh, people in the body of Christ that, that we're together with, that we are people that are those who build up 
and not those who tear down. We speak life and we don't speak death. Right? Now that, that's why that's why we're encouraged to pray for our enemies. Because Jesus wants to save your enemy too, doesn't he? Right? It, it could be your enemy. It could be saved. I don't know. Maybe you just don't like them. Pray for them and learn how to love. Right? That's, that's why we pray for the leaders and authority over us, whether or not you voted for them. Why we speak life to them. We don't speak death to them. So our words are the overflow of our heart, and we've got to learn that words have big impact. So Matthew chapter 17, let's talk about faith-filled words tonight. Matthew chapter 17, verse number 14. And when they came to the crowd, a man came up to him, that's Jesus, and nearly before Jesus said, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he has seizures and he suffers terribly, for he also falls into the fire, and often into the water. And I brought him to your disciples, and they could not heal him. And Jesus answered, and I think maybe uh, you can hear his words, maybe it's had a frustration here. Jesus is allowed to be frustrated. And Jesus answered, O oh, faithless and twisted generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him here to me. So uh, this child is suffering greatly, he brought him to the disciples. The disciples couldn't deal with it, so that they bring him to Jesus. And Jesus said, bring him to me. Isn't Jesus always saying, come to me? Yes. Amen. I'm glad he does. And he rebuked the demon. So the child was demon-possessed. And it came out of him, and the boy was healed instantly. See, you do know that there's a spirit realm of what you do not see. Everybody understands that. Yes. It's real, it's there, it's active. Our, our battle is not against flesh and blood, is it? No. So quit getting angry at everybody. <laughs> but our, our battle is where? Power that, that's why we are people of prayer. Yes. That, that is why when, when Peter takes out his sword and locks the ear off of the servant and the high priest, Jesus said, if you live like that, that's how you're going to die. Let me heal the boy. And our battle is not there. Our battle is in the spiritual realm, right? So Jesus deals with the spirit realm. There was, there was a demon in this. By the way, not, every, not everything like this is, is because of a demon-possessed spirit. But in discernment, there may be things like this. Amen? Jesus, in the discernment, sees that. He casts the devil out of the boy, and, and the devil leaves the boy, and the boy is instantly healed. The disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why did we not cast it out? If they want to learn, good for them. And he said to them, because of your, what to say there, little faith. Yes. Now, we're going to read here in, in a minute, you're going to say, wait a second, it seems to be a contradiction of what Jesus said. We're going to talk about that in a second. Because of your little faith, for truly I say to you, if you have faith like the grain of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain. Now, what did Jesus say? You will do what to the mountain? Say. You're going to do what? Say. You're going to say something. Words are powerful, right? You're going to say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. That's pretty wild right there. 
So the disciples couldn't deal with, with the demon and the boy because they had no faith. And Jesus turned right around and said, wait a second, but if you have faith inside of a mustard seed, you can speak to a mountain's move. And now I know we talked about this before. How many have ever seen mustard seed? It's little. As a matter of fact, on this carpet right here, if you drop that mustard seed, you, I'm not sure you find it. If you off that Wait a minute. What's the difference between little faith and faith beside a little mustard seed? Doesn't make sense. Seems like a contradiction. Little faith is when we become distracted from God and what He has said. Little faith. Now, what's interesting is earlier in Matthew chapter 10, Jesus gives them authority to drive out devils and heal the sick. He told them, I'm giving you the authority to do this. Go do this. And now they encounter this boy, and it's not happening. That's why Jesus said, okay, bring him here to me. How long do I got to be God? So, quit living in little faith. Quit being distracted from God and what he has said. We live by the very word of God. Amen. We live by the actions of God in this world. That, that is the authority back in which we live. But notice he said, okay, if you have, even if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can stay to this mountain. And maybe, maybe they were making the mountain olives that they, they were looking at. You can stay to this mountain, get out of here. And that mountain is going to move because of something that you stay. Nothing will be impossible for you. That is a big step right here. Okay? Now, we have to start believing in the possibilities of the God that we serve. See, Jesus cast the demon out of his boy, and that is life-giving kingdom work, right there. So what is the kingdom of God? It is the freedom of God, the government of God coming and bringing freedom. Amen? Jesus, by what he spoke with authority, freed this boy and gave this boy life. Right? There are God possibilities for one who believes in him if we can learn to speak words that are filled with faith. Now, now what is, remember, faith is actively believing in God, faith is trusting in Him. Little faith is being distracted from Him. Little faith is being distracted from what He said. So, you're in a tough spot, you're in a tough situation, uh, financially, let's say, and because of that tough spot, you begin to be distracted from the fact that God is your provider. And you begin to worry. And you begin to feel overwhelmed. And you begin, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. But yet, God has said he's our provider. And God has actually given us things to do in those situations. Like keep on giving. Because if you give, press down, and not that will be right? Yeah. Give it back to you. We get distracted from God. Distracted from what he has said. And we find ourselves in what he's termed little faith. But if you just have faith inside of a mustard seed, and everybody in this room right now, you have that. You know why I know that? You're saved. <laughs> and it, did it take faith to have salvation? Yes. Yep. How did you gain that faith? 
you heard the word of faith was born in you because Jesus is the author of our faith and he perfects our faith. Amen. Right? So everybody in this room has the ability to have faith or exercise faith. Say something full of faith. Now, as you know, I'm a hiker. If you didn't know that, that means you haven't been here So, um, I've been on lots of mountains. I've been on some big mountains. Okay? And I always think about this right here when I'm on a mountain. Always, at least one time when I'm hiking somewhere, whether it's the Rockies or we're out in the Tetons where we were a couple years ago. I always think, Jesus said, I'm, 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 I'm 10, 11, 12,000 feet above sea. I'm on this mountain. And eventually strikes me, Jesus said, if I just had faith, I can save this thing I'm standing on, this, this mountain. Move, and it will move. Amen. And I'm always like, I don't know about that. And I remember talking about this. This is a very proverbial way of Jesus saying, when you face things in life, it may be as big as a mountain, have faith, speak faith towards it. Faith in God, who he is, and what he has said. And this proverbial issue of your life can be moved. That's what he says. Because that boy was facing a big issue in his life. That's a big deal. He was possessed by a demon that was throwing him into the fire and throwing, it was trying to kill the boy. Right? That's a big thing. And Jesus, after he's okay, bring him to me, check this out, guys, deals with it, and then he says, but look, if you have faith just this big, little, you can move that kind of a mountain. You can do something that brings life. Now, I've heard this saying, and I agree with it to an extent, so you can argue with me later about this. I don't pray that God removes my problems. I, I pray that he makes my back stronger to carry the problems. You ever hear that? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that to an extent. And so I read this, and Jesus said, it's okay to pray that the problem moves. Yes. Yes. You see, I, I pray that the problem is not moved yet, that I have the strength to carry it. So yes, make my back stronger. Yes. But I'm not going to stop praying, hey, Jesus, make my burden easy and my yoke light. Yes. I'm going to do both. You know, take that for what you will. You see what I'm saying? But we have the ability based on what God, because Jesus had already told them, I'm giving you authority to deal with this situation. Yes. He has said it. They need to stand in what he said and speak words of faith. Now, this is not you just conjuring. This is not some magical power you have. It is actually based in God and what he has said, not based on because you're all that bad chips. Amen. See what I'm saying? So don't, don't think of yourself more highly than you want to. This is in the authority and the power of God that we have the ability to speak faith your word based on him. Right? Amen. Amen. So, now, in the parallel that we find in Mark, let me just say this. Mark tells this story, but, but Jesus said, this kind only comes out by prayer. Matthew doesn't say that, but Mark said that. But that's just another uh, way of saying, this is not you, remember? This is based in him. Okay? 
Pray, is, is prayer faith-filled words? Yes. 100%. Every time you pray, you're speaking faith-filled words. Because you're responding in faith to who God is. So you're, you're bringing something to Him. Why would you pray to God that you cannot see? Because you have faith in that. You believe. And why would you then speak words? It's like you're walking around talking to yourself. Right? No, no. You're talking to God. By the way, in the name of who? Jesus. Jesus. And we're going to talk about that Sunday. We're going to talk about the ascension of Jesus. You know, Jesus isn't just walking around in heaven and just hanging out waiting for, you know, God to handle that. He's, he's actively doing things. That's why we pray in the name of Jesus. We're going to talk about that Sunday. We pray in the name of Jesus. Again, we are saying we pray these things in the authority and the backing and through the connection of Jesus. It's, it's not me, but it's in that authority. Amen. I pray in the name of Jesus. So, so if you pray for somebody who's sick or sick, you want to pray for them. You, you pray whatever it is, and you have in the name of Jesus. Why? Just the authority and the backing you have for your faith those words. Right? Amen. So Matthew 21, let's just jump down. Another example of what we're talking about. Well, while you're turning there, Matthew 21, verse number 16. Remember when Jesus was on the boat sleeping and the storm whipped up? And the disciples went, oh man, I think we're going to drown. Remember? Have you ever been on a boat in a storm? I've been on a kayak in a storm. It's not fun. I was asking, how many of you have been to Indian Lake? It's not a, it's a big lake, but it's not like the ocean. But I was out on the kayak in Indian Lake, and it, it, it got chopped. And my kayak flipped. And like the bright guy I was, I wasn't wearing my life jacket. I hope you're not watching long. But anyway, um, and I literally saw my life jacket got in one arm, but I'm coming in, and I'm, and I'm going under, I'm going under, and Mark will tell you, I'm not a great swimmer. I'm in my mind going, oh my goodness, this is not good. And fortunately, a pontoon boat was coming by and they fished me out, fished my boat out, and then helped me get going on my way. Disciples were in the boat in the storm, and they literally thought it was a bad deal. And then when Jesus up, said, hey, don't you care that we're drowning? What did Jesus say to him? Where's your faith? And then, then it made this one-off incident. I don't know. He's Speaks to the storm and it calms down. Now, it doesn't necessarily say that he was telling them to speak to the storm. Maybe he was saying, have faith, you're going to be okay. Or maybe he was insinuating, why did you speak to the storm? I don't know. But again, our faith is important that we're not shaken from our faith and that we are dislodged from believing, holding on to God, and holding on to what he said. Because remember, when they got in the boat, they were like, hey, let's go to the other side. Somebody was just talking about this the other day, I forget who. And they said, Jesus didn't say, hey, let's go out in the middle of the water and drown. Yeah. We're going, what if, we're going to the other side. Okay, we're going to the other side. That's made to what was that? Right? Grab a hold of it. So Matthew chapter 21, and verse number 16. Let's see where I'm at. I'm sorry, verse number 18. I'm sorry, 18. And so in the morning, and this is during the Passion Week, the step of the triumphal entry of Jesus. In the morning, he returned to the city, that's Jesus, and Jesus became hungry. And seeing a fig tree by the wayside, he went to it and found nothing on it but only leaves. And he said to it, 
May no fruit ever come from you again, and the fig tree withered at once. Now, again, the parallel of this in Mark, Jesus did this. He cleansed his temple. Then another day they come back by and they see the fig tree withered. Matthew kind of condenses the story a little bit. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled and said, How did the fig tree wither at once? And Jesus answered them, Truly I say to you, if you have faith, and now knows what he said, and do not what? Doubt. doubt. How many of y'all have struggled with doubt? Hey, look, I'm glad we have a group full of honest people. <laughs> don't, don't ever be so spiritual you say, I never struggle with doubt. Don't, don't, listen, I think everybody does at times. That's part of a life of faith and learning how to live in a messed up world in a now and not yet kingdom. And we experience things that cause doubt sometimes. But we got to come back to faith. Yes. Amen. Now see, what happens is, where does doubt arise? In your crazy mind. <laughs> Am I right? It's right here. But then what happens is your heart strong. It, it overcomes it. You know what I'm saying? And we get back to what's here, right? Have faith and don't doubt you will not only do what has been done in the fig tree, but even if you say it, and here we back to the mountain, stay to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, it will happen. And whatever you ask for in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. Amen. 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 Now again, we pray and ask, again, in the name of what? That's that the guiding thing right here in the name of Jesus. Because you can pray for a lot of stuff that really may not be of Jesus. How many of you want to talk about? So in the name of Jesus brings it back to back by him. Because he, again, if, if Jesus is not a genie in a bottle and you come, oh, what three wishes can I give you? No, no, no. You're not controlling him. He gives to God of all things. Amen. What you're doing is bringing prayer in His name by His authority. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, guides the prayers. I'll even maybe go far as to say that if we pray things that are not the will of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, that just qualifies our prayer. And, okay. You see what I'm saying? So we pray in the name of Jesus with faith. And our words are faith-filled words. That we believe in the incredible possibilities of God. So what are the possibilities of God? Well, what do you see in the scripture? Now, in church, we are not sessionists. You know what that means? That means that we do not believe that the end of the establishment of the early church and the apostles, and certainly then the establishment of the closed canon, that miracles and all that stuff cease to be. Yes. We believe in the active, ongoing church of Acts. Yes. Right? Yes. That we pray in the name of Jesus for the sick. Yes. That are those that are bound by the devil. For those that are whatever, you feel the blank. Amen? We believe that. We believe this is ongoing. Amen. And we do so by faith. Amen. In his name. So, here's the thing. Part of speaking life. Remember we said last week, God learned to speak life. Yeah. Part
Hard speaking life is learning to speak faith-filled words backed by the authority of God. Don't be scared to do so. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. By the way, don't complicate this. Don't make this hard. You see, sick, pray for the sick. You have a friend who's struggling? Pray for them. You got a situation in your life? Pray about it. Right? Here's one thing that I learned early in ministry. I spent so much time praying about everybody else, I never prayed for myself. That's right. How many of them talk about? That's right. You don't have to pray for yourself. Lord, help me today. Lord, give me wisdom. I like it. That we believe that God can do anything. So we speak towards situations with faith-filled words in our lives and to the lives of those around us. And we believe in the power of God in those situations. Never adopt a theology that removes God's possibilities. Don't put a ceiling on what God can do. Don't put a ceiling on what God can do. Okay, again. Don't put a ceiling on what God can do. We believe. And again, we do this in faith, and that is in the trust of God and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Now, let me just say this, so it kind of brings a point here. Um, Let's go to 1 Corinthians 13. Let's just jump there. I'll send you this story. Let me go. 1 Corinthians 13. And, and verse number one. So it's talking about, uh, Paul just gets out of talking about the, the gifts of the Spirit and the operation of the Spirit and things about that. 1 Corinthians 13, verse number one. It says, If I speak the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Verse 2, and if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith, now notice the words he used based on what we were just talking about, the things that Jesus said. So if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am what? Nothing. If I give away all I have, and I deliver my body up to be burned and to martyrdom, but have not love, I gave what? No. And Paul then launches into love is patient, kind, envy, wrong, all the different So here's the point. I think when we talk about living faith-filled words, again, remember, that's not because of anything you are, it's because of the authority of God invested in you, right, in your salvation. But remember, the guiding post of anything you do in life in the Christian kingdom is love. So you can think you're doing all these incredible things, but if you don't have love, then what is it? Paul said nothing. So 
when we talk about removing mountains and, and speaking to situations and moving them, that's the power of God, the authority, all these different things happening, you've got to be a person of love. Isn't that going to be anything? As a matter of fact, I would go as far as to say, if you're growing in love, it'll guide how you do that stuff. Yes. Right? Amen. It'll guide why you do it. It'll guide the manner in which you do it. Love. Can, can remember, I think sometimes in, in the church, the charismatic church, we really want to work in power. And amen. But the basis of power is the fruit of the Spirit. If you don't have the fruit of the Spirit, power gets wacky. Yep. Love is patient, it's kind. And then, but it also teaches fruit. Love, joy, peace, pity, and all that stuff, right? Then there, there's a working together of the growth of the Christian life. You don't do one without the other, they go together. Amen? Amen. So, I want you to simply. At least have the faith inside of the mustard seed. That just believe. Remember what Jesus said, great faith? Jesus said, great faith is the one who simply believed what he said. Amen. Remember the centurion? He said, you, you just say it. I, you don't even have to come to my house. If you just speak the word, I know it's going to happen. He just believed Jesus said, word Jesus was like, wow, that's great faith. Great. You're a Roman. I didn't even find this in all, all of Israel. This is great faith. You just believe. Remember, little faith is distracted from what Jesus said. Great faith is simply believing what he said. In all the little, just believe what he said. And if you believe what he said, then speak faith-filled words in the authority in the name of Jesus. And we live that. When, 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 you're, when, you're, when your kid's sick, we'll just give them time and I'll pray for them. In the name of Jesus. When you struggle in your finances, come, come together as a family. We're going to pray. In the name of Jesus, mountain be moved. Amen. You've got, you got your neighbor, and they're struggling with something. You pray in the name of Jesus. You know somebody that, that, that's just having a very anxious time in their life. It's just in the name of Jesus. We pray that you're free from this man of God. That's faith-filled word. Don't complicate it. Faith-filled word. I believe. You know why I pray that? Because I believe God can touch you. Yeah. It's that simple. I believe. Yes. That, that's must be seed faith. I believe. And then see what God will do. Sometimes there's this instantaneous. Sometimes there's a working through it. It comes in different ways. But I believe that God hears. Well, I'm going to tell you something. We're talking about the ascension of Jesus. And Jesus sitting at the right hand of the Father. Every time you pray in the name of Jesus, it is sure that God hears your prayer because he is a constant mediator for us. In the name of Jesus, God heard him. In the name of Jesus. And we believe because he's a good God. He's a good Father. He is responding to our prayer. Amen? Amen? So, don't limit this stuff to church. Amen. Do you have to have this building to, to, to pray a faithful prayer? I hope you don't think that way. You know, where, where is the Holy Spirit? Well, He's everywhere, but where is He very specifically? Wherever you are, because He's in you. Right? 
And that's why you can speak to the mountain in your workplace, in your home, in a hospital, right? You can speak faith filled life at, at, at the courthouse. You can, listen, it don't matter wherever you are, you have an opportunity to, to grab hold. This is what God has said. This is what I believe. And I speak it in the name of Jesus. And then believe, okay, God, I feel you. I'm taking it off. Who knows what that is? Amen. And live, when we talk about one of our values is that we live by faith, this is what kind of stuff we're talking about. Live by faith. Faith in who? God. Faith in what? What he can do. Which is anything. All things in God. Amen? You'd be surprised, man. You're at work and if this person, maybe you work in a factory and you've been working by this person for, for five years and you have a casual conversation, they walk in, man, my back hurts. Can I pray for you? Yes, that's right. Yes? Mm -hmm. Maybe you're not. Remember, I said this, and the lizard just got in the house. All right, here we go. In the name of Jesus, and I'm speaking faith filled words. I'm going to pray for that. I'm going to believe God's going to touch you. It's just simple situation. Or, or remember, we talked about the gifts of spirit. It's simply about being obedient when something's dropping your heart. You're walking down the sidewalk, and here comes two people on the other side, and all of a sudden dropping your heart. Pray for them. What are you going to do? You're going to say, hey, I know you don't know me. Trust me, I'm up to I'm safe. You know what? I was walking by you, and I just felt, can I pray for you? And what are you doing? You say a prayer back to the authority of God and face the words for that person. Just because you obey. <clears throat> you know, every time you share the gospel, you're speaking faith-filled words full of the power of God. Yes. Right? It's the power of God to those who hear for salvation. Right? And we just we just become obedient to do the little things that are dropped on our heart. That we know are much bigger than us. But we do, because it's God, not us. And we know it's bigger than us. Don't let that scare you. It's bigger than you. I know. <laughs> Anything God calls you to do is going to be bigger than you. Amen. So let's step out and see what God can do. Amen. I mean, when Jesus sent these guys out in Matthew 10, where did he send them to? Just go. <laughs> and they're just walking around, just proclaiming the kingdom, praying for people. If we could have that kind of boldness, my goodness, what could God do in our community? Right? Then Urbana or Springfield or McCansford or St. Paris, wherever you what? Yeah, St. Paris. Yeah, okay. That's very specifically your Judea and Samaria and ends of Europe. If you go on a trip to, to Columbus, then you just went to the end of the earth, all right? So in any case, you stay with you too, right? Or you go down to Cincinnati, right? Wherever you are. Well, uh, I'm, I'm shopping today. Well, who cares? If Jesus drops something in your heart, just do it. I don't care where you are. Interrupt your day. Just step out. See what he would do. Amen. Amen. I just want to encourage you tonight. But let's be bold. Let's be bold. Let's just see. Lord Jesus, I pray that I pray simply we believe in you. 
And, and I know, Lord, that sometimes the doubt comes and tries to twist us and turn us back. I pray in those moments our hearts remain solid and strong like concrete. And eventually what's in our heart, the work you have done, just kind of overcomes those doubts. And we stay steadfast and we stay faithful. And we live in a, in a way of faith, Lord, that we believe in you and we believe in what you, you have said. And we simply apply it to our life in things that are happening in our own life and around us. Backed by your authority, led by the Spirit, praying in the name of Jesus. That we open our lives and those connected to us to the possibilities of who you are. And I thank you for that. I pray for I pray for testimony. Just people who are being touched. Some, some, maybe some of the most simple ways, but maybe some giant, big mountain kind of ways. But they go, you know what? I may not have believed in this God, but something happened. I'm going to check this out. And then the work of the Holy Spirit does what only the Spirit can do in their life. And I thank you for those kind of things. I pray for salvation in our communities. I pray then after salvations, Lord, that we see, we start to see these journeys of long-term discipleship, learning and growing through the ups and downs, living by faith. We proclaim that in our church, and we proclaim that in our community. But I pray, Lord, that we just don't pray this kind of stuff. We are in part the answer of our prayers because we take the message we go. Lord, use us in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we all say, amen. amen, amen. So, having said that, we have prayer needs tonight. I love to pray for you, Margaret. We'd love to join in faith with you tonight. If not, be blessed as you go. We'll see you Sunday morning. And uh, love somebody on the way out. <laughs>